2: Uh Yeah, get comfortable. Test one, two. All right, three, two, one. If anybody knows anything about a good underdog story, it's me, your host, Fred Van Vliet. Welcome to Bet on Yourself. A podcast about diverse entrepreneurs overcoming obstacles on their way to building businesses designed not just to survive But to thrive in today's rapidly changing world With me as always is my co-host and my business advisor D. Folk aka Derek Folk COO of Folk Williams Financial Management. How you feeling D?
1: Excited and glad to be
2: here. How are you? Man, just happy that you're next to me. Good deal Our, our guest today goes by the name of Ben Corbier And Ben wants to share his wealth of knowledge Ben works in real estate and he knows the real estate world today is not what it was 10 years ago He says the potential for those who research and take action is limitless Listen up because we're gonna find out what's obvious to Ben is not obvious to most Investment opportunities are everywhere Here he is to expand his business and to expand your profit Welcome to the show Ben Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yes, we're glad that you're here. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and how you got started in the business. Well, um, a combination
3: of opportunity, circumstances, and the willingness to be open to uh, maximize every everything and every connection, every person, everyone who had advice in my life uh, growing up really in modest living. My parents are immigrants from uh, from Haiti, actually. It's been in the news recently. I mm-hmm. uh, went to university for a degree in architecture and business administration and um, really didn't enjoy my personality. It was just not a fit for the sitting behind a desk and drawing little lines. And so I found myself relying more on my business uh, academic background and did some things, started uh, really as a people person working in sales, doing a lot of things where I had interest Interactions one-on-one on a professional level with a lot of others. So the business-to-business sales opportunities opened uh, significant doors for me. Uh, and, of course, after 9-11, um, and, I, yes, I'm old enough to have been impacted professionally by 9-11 20 years ago, uh, but uh, after 9-11, it was really, you know, what could I really do to regroup? Um, the obvious options are I knew business. I knew houses, I knew people, and I knew sales. So real estate became kind of an opportunity uh, career for me. Uh, I took it on and studied everything I could possibly do to uh, master the skill necessary to to really give strong proficiency and uh, and to really be competent in what I was doing because I also believe that the, the more you know, not only, as I say, the more you learn, the more you earn, but the more you know, the more you can teach. And the more you can teach, is the more you can receive. Because I'm a strong believer, man. You
2: give first. Mm. You give That's first. awesome, man. Mm. Yes. That sounds like somebody I know. So tell us a little bit more about what it is exactly that you do today. Tell okay. us if you were walking into our office, you know, here's me and D here. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about what you could offer us. That's a very good question. Uh, We call this the elevator pitch. Um, Bottom
3: line is, I introduce buyers to sellers and sellers to buyers. Uh, Personally, as the business owner, as a uh, branch owner, my clients are other real estate agents. So I add to that, I am responsible for the professional development of those who report to me. So, in addition to introducing um, high net worth individuals to properties, and and, I mean, we're quite known within some industries as well as uh, some relocation companies that deal with uh, celebrities and, and athletes and so on, but we also work with everyone. Uh, and the key for us as a value proposition is to offer the royal treatment down to the person whose home is their castle, whether that home is only worth 300000 or even they're just renting and it's not even their home. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, we're just here to introduce the opportunities to the opportunities, whether it be buyers, sellers,
1: tenants, uh, landlords, and so on and so forth. Awesome. Yes. So, Ben. Yes. I want to dig a little bit deeper. Go on. So, so tell us, what does it take to get... Well, first off, tell us the name of your organization. Okay. I um, The franchise I
3: bought in was an Angle and Volkers okay. real estate uh, organization. Now they're a the worldwide organization um, founded originally in Hamburg, Germany, by two partners, the name partners in the brokerage. Uh, They really specialize in, I don't want to use the word luxury lightly. It doesn't mean that we only do castles and, 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 you know, multi-billion dollar states. And yes, we do. We have the systems and tools to handle that. But it's really about the luxury of the experience. Um, And and, In a real estate world where there's no value proposition and everyone is trying to you know, say I'll do it for free, or, or you know, I'm better than the next guy just because I can save you a penny. Um, you start shaving off the the experience, um, some of the things that you enjoy and, and being comfortable about where you live and who you work with. That's where we specialize. We come in. Uh, I mean, for some people, we've got uh, executives are flying from the from the airport, and and sure enough, our limo service is there to pick them up. Um, and, and and by executive, I don't mean the guy who. No pun intended. Uh, I don't mean Fred here, but I mean, like, you know, the guy who's just coming into town because he's going to be in town for three months and he's just a, an accountant and needs a rental property. He, he knows nowhere as part of the service we offer. We'll make sure that uh, that a black limo is there to pick him up. And, you know, the 20 bucks is, is has more value when it's leveraged against the experience. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's really the key.
1: So, so So tell us, what does it take to help you get to the next level? What does the next level look like and how do we help you get there? Talk to us about that.
3: I'm glad you asked. Uh, as I said earlier, I am not shy on betting on opportunities. If the door is open, it is, uh, I am humble enough to say, please help. Uh, and the situation for me is one of really trying to uh, take a step forward after COVID. So ultimately, as a, um, as a business owner um, and, and having those who report to me, one of the strongest attributes or value propositions that we bring to the table is professional development. Um, and not only because it's required in our field for the licensing purposes, but also because it's best to associate yourself with those who have equal competencies and, and really to raise the bar. It's my way of giving back to the industry. Uh, now, COVID forced us all to, to really segregate. We were no longer communal where we could meet once a week or once a month to have sessions and so on. And so trying to think outside the box, um, I did some research and I put together basically a platform, a digital platform, to offer these professional development courses to my agents. Uh, in keeping with the professional expectations, not only of the brand, but of myself, mm-hmm. some investment was made to to give us a space somewhat reminiscent of where I'm in now, <laughs> uh, you know, with cameras and so on and so forth, and, and, and really just an investment made in that. Uh, this gave us a platform to really record some of the things so that the agents can can review it in, in their own pace, read through them. Uh, we would send out uh, digital e-material, e-documents as well to, to kind of support that. And I would make myself as well as a team of senior agents in our office available for one-to-one dialogue and commentary. Well, it, it just so turned out that Obviously, the cost associated with producing something of that caliber is somewhat limiting. That's the first aspect. So the thought was, well, how do I find a way to make this something that would support itself as it's self-sustaining? And then the second element of this as well is in, community, in, in communicating or sharing this uh, opportunity or, or platform to other real estate brokers and agents outside of my own personal uh, brokerage. I come to realize that there was a tremendous need because either other real estate brokerages didn't have the the platforms or the support system to actually offer this professional development, or they were also struggling in ways to communicate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, in, in my industry, there are a lot of great agents who have accumulated wealth enough to actually open a brokerage and they're industry leaders. I have no complaint about that. I, I aspire to being that as well. And, and I've done my share to also be shoulder to shoulder with them uh, by way of statistics. Um, however, not many of them can teach someone else how to get to that point. And so my background with uh, my education, as well as my aptitudes and ability to really help someone from zero to success is really what has really been the differentiating factor for me professionally. It's been sought after in a number of real estate brands that I've worked with as a manager. And once I basically said, you know what, I can do this for myself. I went ahead and opened and invested you know, my own funds into uh, a brokerage of my own. However, the need is so great in the industry because it's not being supplied elsewhere that the opportunity idea came by way of, well, how do I get others to benefit from this knowledge base by making it available to them maybe on an online classroom type format and so on and so forth? Now, I did invest in some things to actually put together a production worth looking at. And, and I believe that my peer reviews would suggest that the content of what I'm saying is very strong in value. So um, I go toe to toe with the best of them, I believe. Um, and, and, and not just my word. Others have shared this with me, and I'm too humble to correct them, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but, uh, but ultimately, um, I also know that I don't know. And mm-hmm. so what I'm looking for is an opportunity to to really see if I can tap into a wealth of information, knowledge or, or whatever it will take to to help me nurture this seed, which is the online professional development platform for real estate agents to take that to the next level.
2: Okay, so let's let's stay there for a second. Okay. Um and correct me if if I misspeak here, but it sounds to me that so so the the online Thing, that's what you want to do right now. That's that's your passion right now is to do the online teaching for real estate agents, whether that's through an app production, as you spoke to, mm-hmm. something like that. So I also heard you say that you would like to um, be shoulder to shoulder with other agents that have their own brokerage. Um, so do you have your own brokerage or are you saying that it's a franchise, you're a part of the franchise? Mm-hmm. So so are you interested in having a Ben Corbier real estate company or are you saying that within Engel um, and Volkers you want to you, you feel good about being the head of that branch and you also want to do this um, this uh, teaching on the side? That's a very good question.
3: Um, short answer is the latter. Okay. Um, if I can explain it, my passion really is to assist others achieve what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, bottom line here I've, I've I've gotten to the point professionally where I can now start to give back. And whether it be on a one-on-one because I am helping the agents to report to me or in an opportunity where I can help agents who are out in the community abroad or, or wherever, by giving them some information and, and walking them through the process, I think that's where my passion lives. Mm-hmm. It is, to, to, to help others achieve the success they're looking for. Now, I own, the, 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 the franchise the branch, right? itself. Yes, you
2: own the franchise. Right. Correct. So
3: I made the decision early on that it was more advantageous professionally, visibly. Um, and let's be honest here take the elephant out of the room. Right, because you're black. Right. It's, it's, it was more beneficial for me to actually be the representative of a larger name. Mm-hmm. Than it was for me to try to invest in trying to get my no name mm-hmm. known mm-hmm. and uh, and I think it was a wise investment
2: yeah, that's the decision uh, a lot of people have to make absolutely and, and you know and i, I don 't think it's wrong either way right
3: you know i I applaud those who um, uh, who who feel the the empowered to um, to to establish a name value so that they can leave for progeny or or, or or um, in future, mm. you know, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with, with with establishing a brand of your name. But for me, because that was not my goal, goal? I, yeah. I, I wasn't looking for the recognition. I, I don't need to be, you know, such as such. It wasn't part of your your goals. No, no. So so the best way for me to help as many people as possible is to eliminate the who are you. Mm. And and also it brings credibility to be associated with a a reputable brand. Mm. Now, mind you, I did my research. I I, I had availability um, or or available to me a lot of very well-known brands, but they didn't bring the level of professionalism that I want to mm-hmm. um, associate myself with. And so I've, I found th- that this was the brand for me.
1: And and for those who are familiar with it, they'll understand. Cool, so 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 we got a lot of listeners. They okay. wanna hear more about your story. Okay, go for it. Um, let's speak specifically to your, because what we're hearing you talk about is the online professional development. That's really what the next level is, correct? That would be the next so, level for so me, So let's is. talk about what are the biggest obstacles that you face mm-hmm. And launching your online professional development curriculum, how do you spread the message? What, what can our listeners do? Maybe some of them want to be, you know the, the, the people who are, mm-hmm. um, who are be- benefiting from your online mm-hmm. professional development. Speak to that for us, please.
3: Okay, thank you very much. Um, well, you know the, the what I know is a subject. Um, what I know is the competency. What I know is how to get someone to where I am. Okay. And, and going back to uh, a question that Fred asked earlier and I didn't really touch on, I'm already shoulder to shoulder with some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, One of the benefits of working for angle invokers is we also have access to, as I mentioned earlier, um, a, a large clientele of, of um uh, of wealthy celebrity mm-hmm. and or, you know, others that, that I'm really not even allowed to even mention. Right. Um, uh, some people's path I may have crossed in, in one way or another. Um, I may already be familiar with the two right. of you. But but the, the thought process here is that um, my goal is to help spread what I have learned. See, someone took the time to teach me something mm-hmm. and it helped me tremendously. Uh, I believe that if I teach someone else... And they, if they're part of my organization, succeed and I get a small slice of it, Mm -hmm. I will achieve more. This is what my father used to say. There is more square inch of pizza in a slice of a large pie than in the entire personal pan. Mm -hmm. So if you're okay with just making a small part of someone else's overall success, Mm -hmm. you'll eat better. You'll Mm. live better Mm. and you'll feel better Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, if you come home, like you won the lottery and you Mm -hmm. got all this money in your pocket, but you don't have the experience to say that I have helped someone Mm -hmm. or that I have impacted someone, there's no happiness. Mm -hmm. So sticking with that, what's the obstacles to you being able to get there? Well, the, The obstacle is my own limitation. Okay. The fact is, I don't know what I don't know, okay. and so I, the content is available. What is that? What don't?
2: What What do you feel like you don't know?
3: Well, that's a very good question. If I knew,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: no, I mean, oh, okay. So let's let's break this down into what I really need. Um, I've got the product, yeah, um, and there is still some elements of refining that product. Mm-hmm. So instead of in addition to, I should say, my being the sole um uh, orator, or, or 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 provider of the content i've started to communicate with others who also have proficiencies that would be beneficial to um, mm-hmm. to real estate agents to help them and, and so we can kind of in, improve and maybe access to others that like such different as voice. yourself yeah. different voices yeah. okay so that's that's content then there's distribution um, there's okay well that content has to go somewhere um you know that there's an investment in in, in, uh, in production value and so on i've actually uh, affiliated myself with a couple of of local colleges where they have students that uh, are looking for experience for um, film editing and so on and so forth yep. and we've edited you know I've had to uh, you know invest in the equipment Absolutely. most of which I don't understand yep. but uh, but they, they they come in and they do a few things and the next you know they, there's a finished product that's Absolutely. that's reasonable uh, so so there's an opportunity there as well uh, another opportunity is is now the distribution thereof Um, You know, we've put it on a platform that our agents can go in and sign up and we make it free for them to do so. Uh, And they can archive and kind of like the online learning stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, The distribution would be how to best communicate that that's available to the rest of not only regionally, locally, but nationally and maybe even internationally because what we have to say is valuable. And then Mm -hmm. last but not least is, you know, what is the best business model that, that would make this not only affordable, attractive, um, with a value, self-sufficient. Um, there's nothing wrong with profitable as well.
2: No, uh, as it should
3: be. B- yeah, but ultimately speaking, how can we maximize the number of people that we can help? Mm-hmm. Because the more people we help, even if it's a dollar, and you know, I believe that they I can make more money by helping a million people and they all give me is one dollar yeah then I like can helping you know five people and they have to give me a hundred thousand
2: yeah so let's talk about that for a second okay. so let's let's say big picture goal for your online development app um, what where do you see is your ultimate goal um, is it acquisition is it uh is it just uh, the distribution levels to reach as you said a million people mm-hmm. you know what what's the goal for you there
3: that's a very good question um, you know the the goal is How can I say? The long-term goal, end game, is to be uh, recognized because of the impact that I've had on as many people as possible. So let's use that number. Let's uh, numerate that to a million people. Mm -hmm. The uh, midterm goal would be um, all of the achieving all of the steps necessary to get there by way of, you know, as I've broken down the different Mm -hmm. elements that that probably need finessing and and, and improvement. And the short-term goal is really, um, you know, to to finalize what I need now in order to get started. Because even, I mean, I, I was conscious enough and I don't even want to say smart or wise because there's still some stuff about what I've done that I may not have done right okay but well let's cons- let's, let's,
2: yeah. let's stay there for one second okay. before you finish and this is something that a wise man taught me the other day <laughs> is is uh, you don't have to qualify yourself. Okay. You know what I mean. I appreciate You don't that. have to qualify yourself, bro. Like, and 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 that's that's something that they put in us, you know, from from the day that we're born, mm-hmm. right? And and the way that this system is cast. So, you know, we we we're here to. This is the Bet on Yourself podcast. Absolutely. This is not the come here and, and tuck your tail podcast yeah. so you can you can you can talk fly all you want to bro we okay. love it so well, listen I listen and you still got to run your business oh, outside absolutely. of this so you have an image to uphold but yes. don't you don't have to qualify yourself you know what I mean
3: thank you very much I think thank you that that's an empowering statement so thank you very much you know in my life I, I live a life of servitude mm-hmm. uh, and when you're in a service industry and it's the case I, I don't necessarily own, although I do own some investment properties as well, I don't always, most of the time, I don't own the product. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really own the service that I provide, i.e. the introducing the product to a buyer or introducing the buyer to someone else's product. Um, and so, you know, I always take on a, a position uh, or, or speak from a position of humble service. Yep. And so, uh, you know, sometimes humility takes the best of me yeah, and, and it becomes order. too much. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I, I have no uh, uh, apprehension of saying that I am here where I am because of everything that I've done. And and I've achieved a lot of things and and um you know those who are in the industry uh, in the industry understand that yeah. that that the uh, that that I've shared as to uh, you know what I've accomplished and, and and been able to accumulate so far professionally has come because of some um, great um, you know, accolades yeah, 1, and achievement. So, so I appreciate that. But thank yeah. you for the. I think I think I was just insight. trying
2: to touch on like so. Mm-hmm. So basically, what I'm hearing is that you would like to get this message. You have this message. You Absolutely. have this product. You have this information that Absolutely. you that you would like to get out. Now you share this with the people you come across. You share this with your agents Absolutely. under you. But you want to you want to broadcast this message widely across to Absolutely. reach as many people as possible. Absolutely. How do we do that? What do you see the vision as? You, you're speaking to an. Right, so right. um, Where are we in developing that app? Mm -hmm. Um, The curriculum and the product sounds like you got a pretty good understanding of what that want to do. That's a very good point. Um, How how do we how how do you see the distribution model? Mm-hmm. reaching the people.
3: This is a very good point. So distribution would come in probably three ways, and these are the three ways that I believe that can be most impactful. Um, first would be in person. Um, you know, there are some opportunities maybe to do large sessions in one place and, and maybe partner with, with some different organizations where I can maybe do a regional um, a training session a day or two with any number of classes, with any number of uh, sessions that would be appropriate uh, or deemed necessary by, the, uh, by, by whoever is organizing or, or sponsoring my, my tour. Um, the second uh, is also maybe a- affiliating myself with some of the academic um, platforms that are available. Like in here, in this particular, uh, this, uh, the, the local association has um, outsourced the um, educational training for real estate to a local community college, mm. and so the thought process is maybe to to put together a curriculum Program, that the yeah. the community college can say, okay, well, in addition to the licensing courses, yep. we are affiliated with this, and you can continue to do that. So so that would require some introduction, some some vetting, and, yep. and some making sure that the content is worthwhile. But but the curriculum we have of over thirty courses, uh, hour long courses, and in, in depth how to sessions, not not hypothetical theory. Theoretical, right. but more so How practical yeah, uh, sessions, and that's and, important. Oh, absolutely. And then, uh, and then, third of, of all is is to eliminate the the limitation of space. And this is something that, that I've had to learn because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, generationally, I wasn't born with a phone in my hand. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Uh, but I, we had to figure out what to do when no one was. There was not that one to one. Tactile Different touch, world, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I believe that the opportunity is there to not only reach those whom whom are local or regional, but also those who are a little further away. And and with the world being connected nowadays, um, I believe the opportunity there too is maybe to to find a way to communicate, to market, to to um, you know promote, to to advertise, whatever is necessary mm. with that particular product. Mm. And, and honestly, my forte is. How to introduce people to properties and vice versa, as well as secondarily, and just as important because I'm very good at it, is how to help others maximize their potential, maximize their skill set, and maximize opportunities presented to them so that they can introduce people to properties and vice versa. What I don't know, because it's not my business model, is how to sell me to those people who are outside of my
1: reach. Of reputation, so that's that's probably a great segue into my question, right? Go for it. Um, our listeners want to know. Fred wants to know. I want to know. Yes, you talked about marketing a second ago. Yes, do you have a name currently for your uh, professional development program? Yes, Th- what's the name of it? It's called a real estate MBA. And okay. that's a
3: play on words. I'm not certified to uh, to give a Master's of Business, business Administration. <laughs> Tell us what that is. But but, but I, I use the real estate R E M B A stands for Real Estate Mastery of Business for Advancement. Okay. So so it's really a play on words, but it's a it's a it's an acronym that is understood clearly to mean an education platform, and is also understood to be a master class level platform. I'm not here to say, okay, this is a piece of paper, and then here is where you put the person's name. I'm here to say, okay, well, what, what system tools are you using? You know, what, what are you doing? What, what discipline do you have? What, what um, accountability programs that you have in place that, that will actually hold you accountable for your time? Um, one of the biggest uh, difference between those who work in an industry where they self-govern, i.e., you don't report to anyone really, other than when you bring in the paperwork, is what to do when you're distracted. And, and one of my most popular courses, which is available for free, by the way, if you were to go to the platform, and I'll let you guys decide whether or not this is the right place to give that information. But if you go on the platform, is really the business plan, how to put together a a, a and organize yourself mm-hmm. in a way that, on a day-to-day basis, you know what to do. And it's not that we're telling people that you must take five minutes to make phone calls, and you may you know take two minutes to to you know to take someone out for coffee, and then take another two minutes to drive up and down and look at houses. No, because one day, like for example, on a weekend, you may be doing everything for an open house, or on a weekday, you may meeting a, you may be meeting a client and just driving that client around all day. The key is that when you're sitting, okay. What do I do next? Instead of being lost open the page look at what you have given yourself accountability for for the things that you have done and done a lot and look for the areas where you have done the least and then that's do good. that that's good you know and then and then take the steps and so on so um yeah so we do have the 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 name for it uh, it is the R M B A okay yes and it is available we we have a a platform where where those, I mean, right now it is for free for the agents to work with us simply because we give them the, uh, the non-membership um, password. Um, but for those um, who, who would like to participate, there are ways to getting into that and, and getting access
1: as well. So to be specific, it's a framework for professional development for real estate. Or people who want to pursue a real estate career. Is that is that co- absolutely correct. Okay, absolutely that's correct. good. That's good. So talk to us a little bit about what are some of the um, challenges you face in being able to execute or get your, your platform out there? Okay, that's a very good question.
3: Um, well, the first challenge, obviously, is how to get um, quality content. Okay. Um, especially in the age of COVID, there's been a lot of, you know, one person sitting in technology driven rooms uh, with the next person instead of being behind the camera, but being, being behind glass doors mm-hmm. uh, because of separation and so on. Uh, and so we've uh, videotaped some sessions uh, and also uh, as um, we archive, go back to some of our previous sessions as well that were just videotaped sometimes with just a GoPro camera back in the day, mm-hmm. um, just as an archive of, of uh, live event sessions that we used to have monthly or or bi-weekly. Um so so really organizing that into a a a platform that that you know that can be um, delivered and enjoyed and appreciated by the participants is huge. So far, I believe we have 17 or 18 videos. There's about 35 still that are in the archive, and we still produce more because we still have uh, ongoing and, and changes in the industry that we have to address with new content every month. Um, so that's one opportunity. Another opportunity, of course, is when you have all this information, You know, uh, other than, for example, finding ways to communicate that this is available um because you know you you can, can i can say this um a, a tree can fall in the forest but if there's no one there to hear it no one is even going to know it fell mm. and, and so and it might be the nicest biggest most beautiful tree in the world right and, and and if someone somewhere is is in need of that particular wood you know would 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 pay it's a priceless um uh, artifact but unfortunately because no one's aware nothing happens got the dots absolutely and and that's probably the biggest opportunity um, and then of course you know there's some steps that, that that i have taken and will continue to take to try to communicate that message but um, it's all about reach
2: okay what's been what's been the biggest surprise of your journey and this can be personal or you know in your new journey of of mm-hmm. your professional development app um you know i we all would love to think that we're the most unique individuals on the mm-hmm. earth but The truth is there's a lot of other people that share our similar stories. So there's people that relate to me. There's people that relate to Dee. There's going to be people listening to this that can relate to your story. So give us something that surprised you along the way and also maybe like some adversity that you faced and how you overcame that. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, just from 30 minutes sitting here, I I feel like, you know, I'm feeling the the success and the accomplishment. Feel you know like you've done this. You've, you're doing it at a high level in one field, and now you're transitioning into something else. So, yeah. speak to that a little bit.
3: Okay. Well, um, I think you you ask a very powerful question because on a daily basis, as I go through a process in my morning routine, that 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 also includes um, self reflection as well as uh, you know what what many call meditation. For me, I I, I call it you know a prayer, visual kind mm-hmm. of thing, and, and, and reading. Uh, I've come to realize the grandeur as well as the frailty of me as a person. Um, going to address your question directly. Um,
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
3: Life has not been a, um, a bed of roses for me. Um, adversity from from the beginning, um, coming from an uh, extremely humble background. Uh, my parents actually knew that the way out of Haiti was education. Mm. Uh, my father uh, went to university, got himself uh, two PhDs. Mm. Uh, well, well, master's degrees, PhDs, mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, my mother was also a very learned woman. Um, they traveled, um, uh, giving back to the community as, as uh, missionaries as well, mm. um, and uh, you know, it exposed me to the value, the joy that comes from giving rather than receiving. And uh, and my father always said that that uh, he's always eaten, and it wasn't about the paycheck. It was about what he did for someone else, and he just watched others do for him. Mm. And so uh, correlating that to the world of business, I also understand that, that when I'm able to give, like like if, if you look at someone's body posture and and one what they have to do to give someone something, once that something is taken out of their hands, they're uniquely, ideally positioned to receive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and many say that you have to empty the cup first before... You know, it can Mm -hmm. be filled up and so on, because if your cup is full, sometimes you have to make room. Right. Then then, you know, uh, personally as well, um, when you commit to what it takes to nurture and develop a business, um, you know, sometimes. as a human, you make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You 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 close your eyes to some things that uh, that may be obvious to others, but to you, you're blindsided. What's
2: some of those mistakes? Let's stay there for a second. Okay. Well, Let's um, get detail. We got we got business people listening. We got okay. entrepreneurs Absolutely. listening. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've had, you know, we're, we're interviewing quite a few people. We've had all levels, startups. Absolutely. You know I mean? So here we are with somebody with your expertise. Talk to us about some of the mistakes you okay. made. Give us an example.
3: Well, the the, the you know, they're their personal mistakes and they're professional mistakes. Yep. Um, but I'm going to tell you the the three things that uh, that I have been reflect re- reflecting about the most about um, my life experience and my life journey so far. Uh, three things in life that... Um, that unfortunately I made decisions on way too early. I didn't have the maturity then that I have now. Mm. Um, one was um, what to study. Mm-hmm. The second was where to live. And the third was who to marry. Mm. And I appreciate and I'm grateful for all of the um, decisions that I've made in my life. But, um, you know, the, 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 just to be straight up, had I known then what I know
2: now... You would have done differently.
3: I, I would have studied or more into the, the, the field of business and, and possibly even uh, computer science and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And that that's a scenario where it was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, had I known then what I know now, um i i may have chosen a different place to live in I, there's nothing wrong with toronto and i love toronto mm-hmm. um but you know I, we are limited by way of the scope it's of opportunities world. it's a big world it's a big world out there and then of course um you know i am a uh, how can i say this a statistic anom- uh, a scenario Let's here by about way it. of covid, Let's talk no, no, about COVID. you are not the only one no absolutely covid uh, the 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 time spent at home um uncovered some some deeply rooted um, differences between myself and my ex-wife, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was I succumbed to uh, to one of those scenarios where mm-hmm. where um, you know part of a COVID divorce. Let's yep. just call it what it yeah, is. There was a lot of those. Uh, absolutely, and um, and for me, you know, I don't. I, I say this as a as an opportunity. Some things that I could have done differently. Um, in, in retrospect, I think there was a lot of time spent uh, focusing on the growth of the business, uh, and I didn't have the. No, let me rephrase that. I wasn't able to nurture uh, enough um, emotional um, uh, togetherness or or often called intimacy Mm -hmm. to support the absence that the commitment to the business brought. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, um, I also had to make some decisions during the COVID period where, you know, in order to keep the business afloat, it, it meant... You know, minimizing or even yeah. eliminating the That's cash life. flow that was coming yeah. into me. Yeah. You know, like, you know, finding finding the money to, to, to support payroll meant that I didn't eat that money. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, sometimes when you associate yourself with when when you realize that the personality of those who are next to you are that the value you bring to the table is only strong when mm-hmm. when when, when it's you can strong. buy the diamonds yep. and, and it has no value when when, you know, um, they feel that, that you're not. 1,000%. I and, mean, it and, takes time
2: to learn those things. And absolutely. And it takes adversity for, for those things to to hit some of us. I want to pivot a little bit here yes. and go from, you know, some of the things that, because you said something interest, interesting, um, yeah. you know, and a lot of people believe in, like, you know, having no regrets and having mm-hmm. things and everything that happened for a reason. So mm-hmm. I want to pivot to D here and say, how, how do we, especially in the business world, and I know your answer, but I'm, I'm going to give it to you anyway. How do we take what has happened to us or the things that we've been through in our life and use that going forward? Because, like he said, if he could if he could do it again, he would do it differently, but he can't. Right. So what does he do in that scenario is the same thing as what you do is you share that right. information. Yeah, um,
1: that's a good question. Um, I think the first thing is um, we all have to learn you know we're, we're we're most of us should be learning as we walk through life you know nobody has the perfect answer right and uh, somebody said yesterday when you think of perfection you think of the sun had to be in the right place the moon had to sit in the right place the stars had to be in alignment that's that doesn't happen for anybody listening, for you, for me, for you, right? Mm-hmm. So what we do is we learn that when the sun's off to the right a little bit, and the moon's off to the left, and the stars aren't showing, then how do we respond? Because what we the only thing we can control is our response, right? And so um, and I, I'm, I'm going to move into the next piece, which is, you know, you talked about the pandemic, but there was also something else taking place in the world. Yep, there was there was this huge awakening about something called Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, some people saw it as um, like, oh wow, what do I do? But most of us, because the pandemic was going on, it was like a time of, to pause, reflect, and then say, mm-hmm. where's the opportunity? So when you think of, I'm going to bring it back to mm-hmm. your professional development curriculum, and I want to say to you, how did you use that time? We understand some of the challenges you faced during that time, but also, how did you use that time to pause, reflect, and to come up with some ways to help grow your professional development curriculum? Mm. Thank you very much. Um, you know, that's a that's a topic,
3: obviously, that's close to my heart, near and dear. Um, professionally I have seen the glass ceiling um, because of the color of my skin um, rather than um, the competency of my work. Uh, I've seen and and experienced limitations, Um, but at the same token, that has been the fuel that uh, it's brought out the entrepreneurial spirit, Um, because I'm like, look, I can do better than what you are limiting me, so therefore I'm going to do for me. Mm. Uh, And and I also understand that that there is a need to have a seat at the table, and and I'm a strong believer that um, what needs to change, and it will happen over time, and it will happen in due time, um, is that we need to have a seat at the big boy table. Uh, I, I sometimes find, although I support, I still find it limiting to still be in a scenario where we have to create our own table. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, um, for example, um, a, a, a uh, separate uh, chamber of commerce versus uh, in order to have a voice amongst ourselves, um, Versus or excluding, making sure that we have a seat at the general um, chamber of commerce. So when it comes to, to Black Lives Matter, uh, being one that uh, you know uh, grew up uh, with um, uh, from quite humble beginnings. In other words, of saying in the ghetto. <laughs>
1: okay,
3: mm-hmm. um, you know I, I've you know R.I.P. was written on the sidewalk just about every other day, and, and uh, when it was a different color, you knew it was a different brother you know and um you know but i also was fortunate to have you know some some guidance from parents like i remember my mom telling me that um uh, trust my inner instinct and don't do anything because you are the sum of your peers and the biggest lesson i learned was i remember going to high school and um i was going to uh to a, a catholic high school at the time in in new jersey where i where i grew up um And my friends were all asking me on the bus for money. I was like, hey, hey, you got a dollar. You're going to lend me for these, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nah, man, I ain't got nothing left, man. I just just got enough to buy a transfer and and get home. And then we get off the one bus, and the guys are all going to the store. And I'm like, you didn't have money a minute ago. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But but all y'all going to the store. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, um... I'm going to see y'all later, mm-hmm. okay? I'm going to hop on this bus right here because mm-hmm. I got I to go home. Got to go home. And um, sure enough, by the time I get home, my mom asked me, where are you? Where were you? You know, where have you been? Who are you with? And so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, um, they went in there, tried to do a little five-figure discount, mm-hmm. um, cameras, security, whatever. Next thing you know, the cops are there, mm-hmm. and all of them get arrested. Right. You know, whether they were the the two or three that did it or the two or three that were standing outside Mm. or the two or three that just happened to be in that group, they were all rounded up and all taken in. But I wasn't part of that Mm. because of the instinct. Now, you know, for me, it was a clear benefit of having a mom and dad. Whereas the others, maybe because they didn't have an opportunity to have that conversation. It isn't that they were better than I or I was better than them. But they didn't have that conversation. They didn't have to go home. Exactly. They didn't have to go home. And so, you know, that's just one opportunity. And another opportunity with respect to Black Lives Matter that I believe is important is, um, is the limitations of, of, of how to communicate that we as black people have value. Especially how do we communicate that wealth looks like me? Be- because... The, the company whom I represent, and I'm—I I'm, love this company, and I'm not speaking negatively. As a matter of fact, I'll highlight that they've taken some very important steps, but they're pretty homogeneous, mm-hmm. and, and and it's pretty white.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's just be honest. Blonde yeah. hair, blue eyes mm-hmm. is, yeah. is their definition of what you know wealth looks like. You you, you, you you want to put an ad on 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 anywhere that says, okay, this is a a, a wealthy millionaire, you know, and, you know, and and his significant other, it's gonna be yeah. an old white guy and and, and a young you know, yeah, trophy wife in a bikini. You, you understand what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so it was important for me to communicate with them that, okay, I, I don't want you during this period of enlightenment to all of a sudden say that, okay, you, you've got black employees and you've got licensed partners who've done well. This is how they call people who who buy franchises. Um, you know, you, you've got members of the organization that 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 are affluent and so on. Uh, and I said, I, I didn't want to be a showcase, you know, attaboy. I'm like... If you're going to really take a step forward to to really educate the world that you are um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here um, inclusive by way of culture and, and everything else, don't do so I think y- y- you will have more of an impact by not necessarily showing that you have an an out of boy but helping the world generally understand that wealth looks like me. Mm -hmm. And so I am pleased to say that our CEO, um, as well as the the, the board of the the North American um, – uh, I'm going to call it division. The, the North American branch mm-hmm. of the worldwide organization um, has listened. Yeah. Um, they've put together some some focus groups, and I was part of a few conversations and discussions. And, and And now we have marketing to the general public that has someone that looks like me driving down the street in a Mercedes.
2: Yeah, you
3: know, because my thing is, here I am driving down some very wealthy areas, mm-hmm. and I to the pop to to the populace of those who live there. Their thought is.
1: I came down and stole
2: yeah, what a is vehicle he hear from for? that street. Yeah. What, is he, what is he doing there? <laughs> you know,
1: one of the things I want to come back to, right? Yes. We were talking about Black Lives Matter, and yes. so I don't want to let an opportunity slide by us, right? So you talked about a glass ceiling, right? Yep. And so I happened to be with Fred a couple weeks ago, and we were having a discussion with some friends, and somebody, Fred made a statement, and somebody said, don't qualify yourself. He said mm-hmm. that to you a minute ago. Yes. And I want to make sure all our listeners know one, we're going to stop qualifying ourselves, right? So there is no glass ceiling, right? The glass ceiling is something somebody else put in place, right? Yeah, I'm going to share with you guys, the listeners, the name of the show is called Bet On Yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I know for a fact nobody saw Fred as a world champion. Mm -hmm. Today, everybody believes it. Mm -hmm. But ask him how many people believed it when he started his journey, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what he was willing to do, is going to gym and work, right? Mm-hmm. So what I would say to every listener and I would encourage you and it's what I do personally. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to what others think I can't do cuz in my mind I can do everything. Absolutely. So I want to make sure our listeners know that it starts with investing in yourself mm-hmm. and you keep raising the bar. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and and so we don't we don't we don't I I would prefer we eliminate the word glass ceiling Mm -hmm. and say, what do I need to do? How do I become the best? Because when you're the best at something, Mm -hmm. there's no energy that can stop the best from excelling. Mm -hmm. Let's
2: stay there there for a second, D. And and Ben, you can help us with this because Mm -hmm. I agree with, with Derek. Um, I think that we create these, these um, images and these, these catchphrases in our, in our heads and, and sometimes mm-hmm. they will limit us without even knowing subconsciously mm-hmm. because you just feel like there's no hope, right? It's like, well, I know I'm gonna run into this thing. But on the flip side of that, what I've learned in the last 12 months is that it is important to highlight what it actually looks like because mm-hmm. um, you know, white people mm-hmm. or people in power, people in position of privilege They often play ignorant and play dumb, whether it's real or not. Some people are just Mm -hmm. truly ignorant to, you know, the experiences that we go through. Mm -hmm. And some of them use that fact to play that way. So give us Mm -hmm. an example um, of something that you've run into where you feel like, you know, this has held me back strictly because the color of my skin. Okay, That's a very good question.
3: All right. Um, I knew that... um, Architecture was not for me, even though I graduated and started, um, you know, uh, took the first steps into working with, for uh, an organization. And at the time, I was working as a, as a junior draft person. When You come out of school, and, you know, that's kind of where they throw you in the draft floor to kind of start drawing lines. Mm-hmm. Um, when I realized that I was more um, uh, knowledgeable about the task at hand, than my supervisors and my supervisors' supervisors. <laughs> it, it got to the point where they were coming to ask me questions. Like the executive levels were coming to ask me my opinions mm-hmm. on whether or not something could be done. Um, you know, their excuse was that I was the one who just come out of school and I had better understanding fresh. of. Uh, yeah, it was fresh. Um, but I wasn't the only one. We we, we came in. There was like six of us that came in from the graduating classes, di- different universities, and mm-hmm. so on. But I had shown the higher um, proficiency amongst the six, and so everyone knows. And when there was a complicated question, they had to come to Ben. Everyone knew that that when uh, because of my personality and so on, when when there was a you know, let's bring someone from the floor. To, to really be part of this little junior conversation when we're speaking to the client. Um, you know, okay, so can this be done for a quick, you know, yes or no kind of thing? It was Ben. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben put on the suit. Mm-hmm. And and also, Ben looked great in pictures <laughs> because in, in a sea of salt, mm-hmm. there was that little grain of pepper. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then there was a little Kuman there as well, if you're the mm-hmm. same one I'm going with that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a little... Um, I'm following you. Okay, good. Uh, and so, you know, there were opportunities, but... Um to come to realize that that those who were getting promoted around me were either related to those in power, i e um, nepotism, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. I, I would want to promote my kids in the business that I've earned as well. But when it came down to the fact that that outside of nepotism, there was three of us left and and there were some positions available um, that were being I was being surpassed. And then when I specifically asked, well, you know, tell me more so that I can really prepare myself so that next time the opportunity opens up, uh, pre- presents itself, uh, and they would start coming up with, oh, well, yeah, you don't have this. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm better qualified at that than the person you just mm-hmm. promoted. Oh, yeah, but, you know, you don't have that. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, because I was the one who taught that taught to them. the person yeah. who you just promoted <laughs> mm-hmm. and so on. And then, you know, it came down to a right discussion that, that, that I heard, you know, um, and this wasn't even said to me, but... I still thank this manager because he said it to me, not to me, but in my hearing as he spoke to someone else. Mm. And he basically said, you know what? Um, The people upstairs are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with the fact that those whom they have as clientele um, would not appreciate the value I bring to the table because of the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and what they said to me was what – What I learned from that, when I actually brought that information to my dad, um, whom I still consider today my my strongest ally and my Mm -hmm. mentor, um, he said to me, well, you have to understand that Martin Luther King walked the streets X number of years ago. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, When he marched, um, there were also counter marches. And those who were marching against the opportunities that the 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 freedom movement represented are now the very CEOs mm-hmm. that are controlling this that you're calling the 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 rat race, the, the mm-hmm. wheel. And so, yes, there is a lot of um uh overt um racism. Uh, no, well no no I was gonna say overt uh acceptance. Okay, or or tolerating, because it's not really acceptance if you only just tolerate, Mm -hmm. um, the fact that they're going to stand next to someone for Mm -hmm. the photo op Mm -hmm. and, and, and shake your hand and give you a plaque. But covert, underneath the covers... They can't stand you. Yeah, that's really you know? what the problem is. Right, it's the covert because they make us think it's in our mind. Exactly. So, so that's what I'm calling the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that okay. I can't achieve. That's fair. I'm just saying that there comes a point where there's nothing I can do about the fact that the bosses and the boss's boss is yeah. saying, "Hey, hold hold on, brother, yeah. you ain't going any higher." Than so
2: that. let's call it the covert. Yeah. Right? Okay. Right. Okay. And and so because I think that distinction is is important, and and a lot of people who have never um, had. Who never heard that Mm. that you heard because they might have been outside of the earshot. They might have been upstairs in the meeting room and they never actually heard it. So Mm. now they're just their instincts, that gut instinct you're telling Mm. us about in their mind is saying, man, something ain't right here. But they never heard it. That's correct. We have to explain the covert as well. But thank you. Thank you for sharing. that. No
3: problem. And then there's another glass ceiling that is self-imposed. Right. And, and that is a generation or a culture of people who do not understand the benefits of delayed gratification. You know, they expect everything now. It can go every—I mean, like, I, I, Fred here, you used him as an example— um, you know, and we all know his story today. I mean, it's it's everywhere. He, he's a strong proponent, and, and you, know, you can't open the news media and not understand, <laughs> you know, what what Fred has gone through. And 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 I applaud that. You know, mm. you know, I applaud that. But and I what I'm applauding isn't your success, but you're sharing the difficulty of what it took for you to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and I applaud your willingness to be open Thank because you. you're you're helping someone else go through something. Uh, but what I'm saying here is, with respect to the self-imposed self-imposed glass ceiling, is that many of us today, for example, it says, okay, I'm going to work. I'm going to do three push-ups, five push-ups, and then I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, and then I do it again tomorrow, and then I, yeah, okay, you know. It, it takes months of doing 10, 15, and 50 push-ups a day before you actually see the posture change, you know, mm-hmm. but but if if two weeks down the line, you're like, oh, man, it hurts, and you I give up, you know, you, you don't, you, you do not have the patience it takes to actually get to that delayed gratification, um, and, and and for those who, and I'm using an example of weight loss because it's something that we can all understand, but um, there was a that I listened to a long time ago, a motivational speaker, Les Brown, and uh, he, he gave this story about the uh, Chinese bamboo tree. And, um, you know, those who are in, in the listening audience, please just Google it. You'll find it. YouTube, you can play it. But it speaks to the story, and I'm paraphrasing here, where you can plant the seed for this Chinese bamboo tree. And it takes five years or so to germinate but the moment that seed or, or the plant breaks ground it takes a couple of weeks for it to grow 60 70 feet mm. you know but but the the question is if if you plant it and you wait one season and then you wait another season and then you give up on it then then you have given yourself you that's the self-imposed glass ceiling mm-hmm. you have to water that seedling you have to fertilize it you have to talk to it. I'm not a gardener. So you know whatever it is that you do to plants for them to grow, but you still have to nurture that even when things are dark, man. Mm. And then if, if you don't understand the benefits of delayed gratification, because for you it's got to be now, you know, you know those people who, who, who used to cook on the stove and they used to take 20 minutes to boil. And, and, you know, and then now you can put the rice in the, in the microwave for three minutes. And then they're like, oh, man, was it taking three minutes? <laughs> you know, like, why does it take 30 seconds to pop the popcorn? You know, I remember we used to pop the popcorn on, a, on an open, you know. Mm. You know but, but again, if you don't have the patience necessary to really nurture something, you know, you're in trouble. And that becomes your own self imposed glass ceiling because you gotta
1: keep at it, man. You mm. gotta keep at it. It's powerful. Yeah, I think we all saying the same thing. Keep at it, do your part. Yep. And then we have to hold others accountable. Absolutely. That's probably the best way to Absolutely. tie that up. Absolutely. All right, D. Yeah.
2: So how do we help Ben? How do we help Ben with his professional development app? What do you think? Um, I think you have a good idea. Um,
1: you talked a lot about, you know, in there you want you want to be recognized for what you've contributed to others and their success. So um, I think you should examine the brand and figure out where you fit at in the brand. So once you do, you know, once you achieve that, um, and I think it's a matter of just, you know, continuing to uh, outline or create that framework, make sure that framework is distinct, and, uh, and then market it. And I think you'll, you'll do well. I think the one part that I heard is a challenge is is when you talked about within your agency, it's free. But outside your agency, there might be a fee. I think you want to think about that. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes for something like that, giving it away could be just as valuable as selling it. Because if, if millions of people have it and it's helping millions of people, then you might be in a position where you could then do larger seminars and people would come. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's another way to think about it. Yeah.
3: Awesome. That's a, okay. Yeah. That's looking yeah. into the business. The the I got. Works. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. Thank you. We'll definitely give that some
3: thought. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, think, I think, just piggyback on Derek, I think what, what we're hearing a lot of um, now is, um, you know, distribution, you know, problems that people are running into because, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the highest level, we're creative and 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 we have products that we know are important and we're passionate about, and we're getting great customer reviews and feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do we get this out? How do we get this out? And I think yes. what Derek is saying is just maybe take a, a, a deeper look at the business model, mm-hmm. experiment, try different things. I love what you said about the junior college thing. I think that could be great where, you know, you are taking this curriculum because at the end of the day, it's really a curriculum that you're teaching. Yes. Um, and you find someone or some people where you can apply this curriculum and mm. and there's people plenty of people who are not going to be able to teach what you're able to teach but they are hired to teach that material yes. and then those people look for help and we make them pay for it right? right so i think that keep you know digging around and seeing where you can apply these things It's great right. messaging um you know the best part about it as a young person listening to you is that you don't have the stress of like climbing you know, from the bottom to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're established. You've done well. You're, you're successful, and now this is another venture where you get to start all over again. Yeah. And that's when it's fun. Yeah. That's when it's yes. fun when you're not doing <laughs> it to, to to find your next meal. Right. You understand. So right. um, we applaud you. Well, thank you. We want to thank you for coming. No problem. Um, thank you for sharing. What we heard today with Ben is something that we hear from a lot of small business owners and people all across the world, uh, was that the pandemic has changed people's lives, especially how they work. And um, obviously, real estate is a very physical industry, uh, probably one of the more physical industries, uh, because you want to visit the house, you want to see your your broker, um, all of those things. Are better in person. Um, I can have when I when I'm looking at places, I can have the agent send me a thousand videos and pictures, but it's never the same as actually walking through a house and turning a faucet on and opening drawers and cabinets is something that you don't get to do through the phone. So, um, in, in my experiences, um, I just always liked the in-person aspect of looking at you know whether I needed a condo to rent in my first couple of years to buy my first house. Uh being there in person is a big part of that. But we gotta we gotta be able to pivot and, and try to do some things remotely. Right, right. Well it's interesting you mentioned that because I think um
1: Ben could really benefit um from incorporating QuickBooks you know, into his own business, as well as, you know, the curriculum that he talked about, right? He talked a lot about his curriculum and wanting to build that out. And I think one of the things, you know, when I think of real estate professionals, I think of uh, business owners, each one is a business owner. So if I were recommending to Ben, he's building out a curriculum for for real estate agents or brokers, um, then I would encourage each one of them to create a real business model behind it, which means they would need a tool like QuickBooks so that you know they have all their information in one place and back to what you're saying about covid you know if it if it's quickbooks online then they have access to it wherever they are from their kitchen to their you know to their their bedrooms right to their home offices they they can get access to the information but more importantly if i'm sharing it in a curriculum i'm teaching each person how they can use it for invoicing they can check their transactions um you know they can they they can keep track of all their expenses as well as their revenues. So I think you know those might be a few things that I might suggest to Ben um, to add to his business as well as to the curriculum. Absolutely.
2: Um, so I think for Ben, you know, trying to pivot into that uh, space where COVID affected us all and just being more virtual, which this this curriculum app that he was building and, and building up. Um, is on the phone you can access everything through the phone i think quickbooks is the perfect tool just to add into whatever packaging he already has to help his own personal business but also um to share with with the the people who sign up for his uh uh, educational videos and, and classes um, so we're going to thank our guest here, Ben Corbier, for, for sharing his story with us. Um, he's working on launching his professional development app in real estate. Yes. Very accomplished man. And we also want to thank you, send a big thank you to our sponsor, Intuit, and our network par- partner, ACAST. So I'm your host, Fred VanVleet, with my co-host, D Folk. signing out. Out. Thanks. like I really got a chip on my shoulder. All the ones who doubted first, I gotta tell them, I told you. This for hustlers who've been training for 100 summers. This for the ones who buy a bag, I'm talking seven numbers. seven numbers. Ain't no sleep, you know I'm turned cause I got goals
0: to reach. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those
2: taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi.